Did you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay, but it's not just any bay, it's a Baywatch. Because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm Morgan Thrapp. And Michael, guess what? It's time for another guest episode. It, as we are trying to cut the terribleness of season two by having delightful people on. Well, I'm very happy for that. And as <laughs> also, I'm happy because today we have the fantastic Helen Herbsless star here. Helen, hello, and thank you for joining us. Hello. If I'd known I was going to have to be delightful and fantastic, I don't know what if I would have shown. But uh, I mean, you can be like I'm horrible if you want. Is that <laughs> okay? Yeah, that's my comfort zone. So I'll, yes. I'll just cool. nestle there. Uh, We're in good company with this episode. Then, <laughs> well, this season, yeah. this, this whole season's kind of horrible. Yeah. But this this episode's not as horrible in the same way as the other episodes. Like. The other ones are just like racist. And this one's just mm-hmm. like, maybe you should like stop being so horny, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> or, or, or Bonk, or go. go to horny jail. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but this episode uh, was written by Icy Rappaport. Uh, but it's not spelled like the normal Rappaport. It's Rappopaport, uh, which is very mm. weird. and It throws me off. Uh, there isn't too much to say about him. He mostly wrote for Law and Order, although he's apparently best known for snapping some rare photos of Joseph Pilates, the creator of Pilates. <laughs> what? Yeah, so Pilates was created by a guy named Joseph Pilates. Sure, that's not the part I have a question about. It's that apparently there's like a scale of rarity for pictures of this man, and our writer has some of the rarer ones. Yeah, so apparently he's also a photographer and he has exhibitions and stuff. And he had this famous exhibition okay. where he just like it doesn't say that he like followed him around or anything, it just says he had rare photos of Joseph Pilates. And then he put them in his exhibit and people are like, wow, those are some rare photos. <laughs> so is OK, is Joseph Pilates doing like Tybo or something otherwise scandalous in the photos? Well, that, that's my question. I'm not sure. Like, in my mind, he's maybe like, I don't know, like eating a tub of ice cream. But maybe maybe he's just living a normal life. I don't know. I have to look this up. I didn't do the yeah. research the first time ever i didn't look up joseph pilates photo <laughs> exhibitions you know that's my normal yeah. night activity <laughs> normally you know we just talk about it every single episode so i'm shocked that this episode you wouldn't have bothered i i know it's really off brand uh but <laughs> on brand on brand is this episode was directed by douglas schwartz aired november 25th 1991 so Let's talk about some guest stars. I also forgot to say this is season two, episode 11. If looks could kill. And uh, (laughs) here are guest stars. So first off is Matt McComb, who plays Drew Lawrence. And he's a big stunt actor. Been in a ton of things you've heard of. He's even an actor. He was in Baywatch four times as three different characters, uh, which is crazy. Uh, He also starred in a show called Nightman. Uh, <laughs> Nightman. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a fun thing for both of you, Helen. First, can you can you guess the plot of the show Nightman? Um, 
I'm gonna guess um, it's about a man at night. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Morgan? Uh, I My initial thought would be something like a night security guard, maybe? Mm, no, farther off, farther off. Would okay. you like to know the plot of Nightman? Absolutely. Please. Okay, get ready, because you're going to... You're going to lose it after the first sentence. Johnny Domino is a well-known San Franciscan jazz musician who is accidentally struck by a lightning bolt in a freak cable car accident. This strike allows him to telepathically recognize evil, but it robs him of the ability to sleep. Although... Nightman has no other superhuman powers of his own. He does own a special bulletproof bodysuit that gives him several abilities, including flight, holographic camouflage-style invisibility, and advanced sight functions to the round red laser over his left eye, including the ability to see in the dark and fire a laser beam. Although, he often fights new enemies in each episode as the series progresses, his nemesis is computer technology billionaire Kieran Keyes, who would slay Johnny's father, Frank Domino, in the premiere of the second and final season. Mm. So, wow. so yeah. I wasn't wrong. There's a man. It's night. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But like you were you were missing the like the lightning bolt cable I was car missing, able to shoot I was, lasers. I was missing the six premises that the show has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the sweatiest premise for a show I think I've ever heard. And then he invented Pilates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, the rare photos of him were at night because he's nightmare. Oh. Right? It all makes mm-hmm. sense now. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, we have Ken Swafford, who plays Detective Lyle Connors. And apparently Ken gets typecast a lot, a lot as a villain or a police officer. He's notable for playing Quentin Morlock in Fame. And Mayor Farnsworth in Black Roses, a movie from 1988 where demons hypnotize the public by posing as a rock and roll band. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Sounds like a Buffy episode. Yeah, 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 it does. Uh, Or like, you know, any Christian propaganda film. (laughs) Now, lastly, we have our most famous actor of the guest actor of the episode, which is Shannon Tweed. Playing Allison Foles, uh, Playboy model, described as one of the most successful actresses of mainstream erotica, famous for being in Trite Rock City, Electra, and Cannibal Women in the Avocado Avocado Jungle of Death. Uh, ah. Do you know the plot of Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death? Not a clue. Okay, this is great. So the plot is the government hires a feminist. How dare they? Dr. Mark, <laughs> Dr. Marco Hunt at the local university to track down the piranha women living in the uncharted avocado jungle, oh, which is no. the western oh, mode outpost in San Bernardino. Uh, <laughs> and to convince them to move to a condo reservation in Malibu. Hey, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Accompanying them on her trip are Jim, a guide of questionable competence, as well as a male chauvinist pig, and Bunny, a student of unquestionable incompetence. Ha ha ha. Wow. Yes, this movie sounds very bad. 
Yeah. Uh, but somehow it's one of her top build uh, roles because uh, she plays the, the feminist. And mm. um, yeah, I never want to watch that. But uh, the other thing she's also known for is being married to Gene Simmons, uh, having been in a relationship with him since 1983. Uh, and that is a pairing that confuses me uh, <laughs> to no end. And, yeah, because yeah, I've watched. I don't know if you've ever, Morgan. Have you ever watched Gene Simmons' Family Jewels? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Do you know what Gene Simmons' Family Jewels is? I mean, I have what I suspect is an incorrect guess about what that is. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I have never. No, no. What is it. your guess? I mean, I just Family Jewels in general. I'm assuming it's not just a TV show about Gene Simmons balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, not just. Uh, I mean, uh oh, uh-oh. but also it, the product of his balls. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The product oh. of his balls. Uh, yeah, it's it's his reality show. You know, hmm. it's, his it's his family show. Yeah, yeah. Like Osborns or like Hogan knows best or uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh the Duggars. The, the oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I knew who Shannon Tweed was originally, which is sad. Because <laughs> I just knew her as her instead of her acting. Uh, with, actually, I, me, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's better that way. Anyways, Morgan, mm-hmm. would you like to take us into this episode? Yes, let's do it. This episode starts off just real ramping it up to 100 right out the gate, which is we've got two very attractive people, Shannon Tweed and another guy, uh, just making out in a hot tub, and it's getting real hot and heavy, and then they dive out of the hot tub into the pool that is part of the, like, it's, like, connected to the hot tub, and it's real fancy rich people shit. It's, it's also got this weird, like, fog machine and lighting setup. It looks like Close Encounters of the Third Kind is happening in their sex pool. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like Close Encounters of the 69th Kind about that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's just, what if we take every Steven Spielberg movie and make it horny? Yeah. Yes. And then the like, saxophone yes. music, like some sort of nightman is playing just off screen. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Firing laser beams at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait> the sax. <laughs> My bulletproof vest lets me fly. <laughs> I want to see that crossover episode between <laughs> Nightman and Baywatch. This, should, this absolutely would be America's entry into Eurovision. Would be yes. Nightman on a sax <laughs> with a bulletproof vest, flying shooting laser beams, as Shannon Tweed, who is Canadian, and later David Hasselhoff <laughs> make out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May I just say that upon the opening of this episode, I thought maybe I had accidentally put on an episode of the Red Shoe Diaries or something. <laughs> like, very, like, network softcore feels. And, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt yeah. that Shannon Tweed is there and, and she's known for that. Right. And and like, you know, nice, nice, nice bazongas and all that. Um, <laughs> but uh, And I'd never seen Baywatch. I'd never watched an episode of Baywatch before, like in earnest. So <laughs> well, it's just oh, a wow. different kind of horny than the horny I was anticipating. Well, this right is off the bat. 
so different from every episode before it. Like, oh, yeah. No episode before this has had this vibe. Not even the episode where one of the characters says Oedipal wet dreams like that one. Mm -hmm. You know, thank God doesn't have the same (laughs) vibes as this. This one is so like schmaltzy and schmarmy and everything is like I think of the like the way the camera shoots everything looks like it's caked in like post processing even though it's not oh, yeah. compared to every other episode yeah i in general i feel like the production quality on this episode was actually considerably higher than we've seen at least in a while if not in all of baywatch potentially yeah um, maybe they just need to be hornier more often. I mean, it's a yeah. very horny show. It's Baywatch, but like hornier. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if they can pull off being horny in this way, that's not nearly as awful to watch as most other episodes. You know what? <laughs> I could be on board. <laughs> yeah. It's a cinematic horniness. Exactly. You almost respect it. Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this scene uh, continues with Shannon Tweed uh, saying, hey, we should kiss underwater. And then her partner follows her underwater and she handcuffs him under the water to the bottom ring of the ladder coming out of the pool. And then he drowns. And it was like surprisingly visceral, like they really linger on his face as he's drowning. Yeah, and but he has his mouth open the whole time. Like, dude, close yeah. your mouth. This isn't like total recall. You can close <laughs> your mouth. You're not going to explode. Just close it. Give yourself some time to think instead of going, ah, ah, I'm drowning. Ah. Yeah, that guy it, probably drowned like a couple minutes earlier than he needed to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, we should add that this scene continues the uh, classic case of Baywatch being very subtle by him saying, I feel alive for the first time in years before dying 30 seconds later. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the classic Baywatch writing we all know and love. I wouldn't I w- <laughs> I wouldn't be able to process it if I hadn't known that he was happy to be alive mm-hmm. 30 seconds prior. Otherwise, I'd be like, like he was ready for it. But now I know he wasn't, and I feel stakes. <laughs> oh, this this might be a murder. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, honestly, I think, and maybe this is just because the rest of season two has been so fucking terrible. I didn't hate the writing in this episode no, overall. I didn't. I didn't either. Um, I did hate the writing in this next scene. Uh, which is that Mitch is saying he stopped dating Kelly because there was just no chemistry between them. And Eddie is like, yeah, but have you considered that she was hot and that's all that matters? And now that you got divorced, you're not adventurous enough. And that's why you only want to date people that you're actually into. Um, And once again, I hated Eddie. (laughs) See, it's it's weird because Kelly appeared a few episodes ago. And and so... Mitch says there was no chemistry, but he basically tried to masticate her face. Do you remember that? He just like put his face on her face and it was just like, let me turn this on turbo. And then just Mm -hmm. over and over on her. And she clearly was like, 
I have to act like I'm into this, but in yeah. real life, I also don't like this. <laughs> yeah, no. real uh, any woman in a Neil Breen movie. Energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to top it all off, she was also on a date with Mitch who was shouting at a dog. So yeah. she was really like not into this guy who's abusive to dogs. So mm-hmm. maybe it's not you had no chemistry. Maybe it's you're a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Next up, we get a little scene where we see Shannon Tweed stealing some money from a briefcase full of money. And then she puts the dead guy in the back of her E30 325i and what, drives what, off. What, what, what is Morgan? Her, her, her BMW. It's a BMW. It's a, it's a pretty classic late 80s model. You E30 just, chassis class. You just you gave me a bunch of numbers. I assume it was <laughs> like your, 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 your bank code. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. She just, I throw, just she just throws a tarp on this bro and drives. Off. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't even tie it. She just like throws it and it's like this will do. This is fine. In the back seat. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like if she takes a single corner too fast, he's gonna be just like chilling in the back of her car, obviously dead. Good, like, good thing there's no windy streets in California. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she heads out on a mountain road and she drives past a car and the driver spots her and does a what's supposed to be an impressive like 180 U-turn, but looked kind of dumb Yeah. Uh, to follow her. And then we get a very slow chase scene uh, that goes on for a long time. And then she ends up driving off a cliff at the end of it. I think I think I was less impressed by this scene, having recently watched with Morgan the movie Cool as Ice, which is mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice's um, whatever the fuck that was vehicle. Uh, yeah. And there's so many well done shots of people racing motorcycles at 20 miles an hour. It still <laughs> looked more impressive than this. Yeah. These are this came out the same year as Cool as Ice as well. Yeah, yeah, just terrifying. Because <laughs> wow, yeah. synchronicity. Just, just imagine, just imagine for a moment here that maybe the first guy in this in this episode, the one who was choked to death or uh, drowned, was Vanilla Ice. Just sh- talking to her, being like, "Baby, you look good." Oh, I was, I was imagining that. Yep. <laughs> out, out with the hero. Get uh, out with the zero. Get with the hero. You know. <laughs> it's just like that. Ah, uh, that would have been delightful. It would have been amazing. Uh, and yeah. then, of course, he'd be wearing like a jacket that just has words like "yup," importance, and like <laughs> "end apartheid" on it or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's uh, a political figure for the ages. Mm-hmm. And yeah. friend of the Amish, Morgan. Um, <laughs> if you could, uh, would you not? If you. Would you join Vanilla Ice in making houses for the Amish? Oh, without question. Are you kidding me? That sounds like a dream. Helen, are you aware of Vanilla Ice Goes Amish? Um, I'm... (laughs) Well, you've just said it, so I can't deny awareness now, but I feel like the Amish are known for being good at building stuff already. Like, is this a need that had to be filled? (laughs) 
you're asking the questions nobody else is asking. And uh, that's, that's important for this podcast. Like, um, he makes sure the Amish get fresh churned butter and, and full coverage clothing and stuff. <laughs> I, I think what more happens is he provides them with culture. It's, oh. yeah. <laughs> we watched a couple episodes of this show, which is a home improvement building show with with Vanilla Ice and the Amish. Uh, and it's, boy, it's something. Um, <laughs> it is a show that got made. Yeah. And that is what I can say about it. Well, you <laughs> loved it. <laughs> it's true. That sounds at least as respectful of the Amish as, like, Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> It's so I'm for it. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's apparently like it seems more respectful. Like it's just vanilla, vanilla ice going. Oh, yeah, these dudes are different from me. OK. And then he builds them a house. And then they're all like this Rob Van Winkle guy says he rats. <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, but, um, yeah, please. continue. <laughs> yeah. To get us uh, back on track. Luckily, Mitch and Eddie are driving around on a boat uh, right near where it is that Allison, Chen, and Tweed goes off the cliff. Uh, so they dive in and rescue her. And then she does a really good job of acting like the guy who was already dead in her car just died. Um, and I I overall was fairly impressed with Shannon Tweed's acting throughout this entire episode. Like, I think she was genuinely really good in almost every scene. Big yeah. same. Like, yeah, she kills it. I mean, I mean, I guess she does also <laughs> kill it, but she kills it. Like, I love her in this. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten some really bad guest actors. And yeah, I mean, of course, it's Baywatch. Like, what do you expect? And it's really weird to get someone who you're like, Oh, they seem competent. Okay, great. Like, we've gotten Vanessa Angel recently, and she seems competent. But this is, like, competent and, like, I'm going to kill it. Yeah. Yeah, Like, the casting of her character was just kind of perfect because she was believable and she seemed that type. And she was, like, even age-appropriate for Hasselhoff, it felt. Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole thing, like didn't piss me off at all, which was weird. <laughs> that's that's an interesting thing. I, I feel like Baywatch hasn't done any of having David Hasselhoff with age inappropriate people much. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. They've done it with other characters, uh, yes. notably this season where there was a statutory rape storyline. Um, oh, chill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. last episode, wasn't it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, God. and to make it better, they they really felt like they had a lot to say about that. So they did make it a two parter. Yeah. With the Ooh. with the 15 year old. Uh, wow. It's a bad, bad series of episodes. Would not recommend. Don't worry. They didn't actually rape anybody. And the guy mm-hmm. is clearly the one, you know, who needs to be saved here uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, Lifeguards, people are just always hitting on them, and that's a problem. We gotta, yeah. you know, chastity for our lifeguards. <laughs> Poor things. Yeah, look, they're just, their meaty bodies are not for your enjoyment, they're for flotation. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't like the phrase, their meaty bodies are not for your enjoyment. Also, that's bad. I. 
I, I don't know. I got to like fight against the notion that David Hasselhoff would even float. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's fair. That's fair. He's kind of like, uh, I got nothing. Yeah, he'll sink. <laughs> um, but you know one area where he won't sink? That's mm. when it comes to flirting. Mm. Uh, because mm. Mitch A and flirtation Allison. device. <laughs> <laughs> <Zing>. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was good. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, Mitch and Allison are back in headquarters and uh, Mitch is debriefing Allison and Allison keeps flirting with Mitch and then, yeah, tells a whole story of how the guy who was in the car was driving and then she fell asleep and they were in business together. And I don't know, he must have just driven the car off the cliff or something. Um, No, she says that she fell asleep at the wheel and then... it, no, she said she was in the passenger seat. She said she was a passenger. I remember because I've watched yeah. a lot of forensic files and there's no <laughs> way that story would hold up to the tiniest level of scrutiny. Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have committed a lot of unsolved murders and I know. <laughs> committed unsolved murders. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like uh, that statement might no longer be true after you've just admitted to the murders on this podcast. Nobody listens. Hey, which ones? Ooh, true. Morgan, true. nobody listens to this podcast, much less the police. Like That's a good point. So, like, the police aren't going to be like, I wonder what murders were admitted to on Baywatch <laughs> Rookie School this week. Yeah, this is actually us laying the seeds for an ARG that we're planning on doing throughout the rest of this season of Baywatch. Just to catch a murderer. (laughs) Secretly, like, over the course of the next few seasons, you will understand and figure out who Helen Herbst Lestar murdered that fateful night. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to Baywatch Nights when he becomes a private detective, and that's when we really set it. You know, Mm. that's when you're like, you have to figure it out. At the finale of Baywatch Nights, we reveal that she murdered somebody and... (laughs) This is actually a great idea. I wish you had murdered somebody. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually I don't, uh, but you know, I'm an open-minded podcast guest. I'll consider. <laughs> yes. Listen, we don't we don't ask much in exchange for a guest spot on an episode. <laughs> Just murder. <laughs> now there are a few other important things to talk about in this scene. Uh, Important for context, which is one uh, that Shannon Tweed flirts very hard with him uh, and says, I'm sure every woman's pulse is strong when you take it. And Mitch is flabbergasted by this. He doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like he knows what's happening. And that's odd because she's flirting with you, dude. Uh, and, And second is that they also figure out a way to hit on each other regarding how they take their coffee. And so that brings me to my question of, when was the last time someone hit on you for the way you take your coffee? (laughs) I never. I mean, I was expecting at least a year. Yeah, because (laughs) pandemic. I mean, because every day we were all getting hit on for the way we take our coffee, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, But also, yes, never. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I... (laughs) One time, uh, the girl at Dunkin' Donuts accidentally made two of my latte, and I got to keep both of them. 
So Ooh. maybe, you know, maybe she was trying to get my swim trunks. I don't know. Well, that is that would have been a couple of years ago now. <laughs> that is the most sapphic story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was a caramel latte. Ooh. That's even more sapphic. No. <laughs> Decaf. Not, nothing screams gay like caramel. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't anymore. know. Oh, oh, one more thing here, which is, mm-hmm. uh, so, Helen, you were watching the the Amazon Prime version, is that correct? I was, the remaster. The remaster, as was I, Morgan was watching the original. I don't mm-hmm. know how the original does this, but throughout the Amazon remaster version, there is a lot of sexy jazz everywhere. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. very... It goes from like sexy to noir sexy to creepy sexy back to it's always sexy though it's like yeah. sexy and a genre uh, <laughs> and it like yeah almost never stops playing. <laughs> I actually like made note of the music because I really liked some of the moodier stings they yeah. threw in there, like some yeah. of the noiry stuff. Like I was really kind of into it and wondering if that's something that they do in Baywatch generally or if it was just this very special episode. <laughs> no, I think this is probably some of the better atmospheric music they've had on Baywatch so far. Um, and yeah, it was in the original as well. I actually did something different that I've never done before because um, there were a couple of scenes where the version I was watching was so low quality that it just looked like a blur because it was badly lit. So I was actually watching the original and the remastered at the same time, one on each (laughs) monitor. And so I got to hear the contrasting music between the two. Um, And yeah, no, most of the atmospheric stuff, it looked like they actually managed to like secure licensing rights for or something and bring them into the remaster as well. Yeah, there's odd things that they choose to get licensing rights for. Um, I know that they don't even get licensing rights to David Hasselhoff's own music uh, in yeah. this show, which seems odd. But they did get the rights to sexy jazz. <laughs> uh, man, I hope there's a sexy jazz category on Spotify. I'm going to look this up. Like, ooh, what if there's like a sexy noir jazz category? Ooh. There's got to be something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, Someone's I, made a playlist. <laughs> yeah. It's just the Nightman soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we have to watch this show now. Yeah. Baywatch has turned us on to this and Cop Rock, both of which are uh, some great really, 90s shows I need to watch. Oh, has, it tur- has it turned us on to Cop Rock? Like, we're more like want to watch it because this show seems really, really bad as opposed to Nightman, which seems sure. really, really good. They sure. had, did they have more than one episode of Cop Rock? Because oh yeah, they, oh wow! I thought I'd seen the entire thing. <laughs> no, there's one. There's one season of like six or seven episodes. Wow, good yeah. for them. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, the thing you know, in 2021, I was asking for was musicals about. Cops. You know, we just love, love cops. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Okay, ACAB. Anyways. uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, uh, to get us back on on what little plot there is in this episode, uh, we get a brief flash where we see that the guy who chased Allison earlier is waiting outside in a just gorgeous Lincoln Town car with red leather inside of it, and it's so... 
like of its era and I love it. It's a ridiculously stupid giant car <laughs> and I do want it. <laughs> um Well, we're horny for everything in this episode. It's true. Yeah. I just it's been a long quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> My high school boyfriend's mom drove that car. It was a good one. It was a good one to get lost on the way to prom in. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> wait, so wait, did you get lost on the way to prom because you couldn't find out where the prom was? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a better story than that, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> we couldn't find the huge building full of dinosaurs. <laughs> we got lost. Oh, wait, so it was at a museum? Yes. Oh. Okay, okay. You need to give me more detail than that. So <laughs> just so they decided, hey, kids, you know what really gets the mood of going when you're dancing? A T-Rex model <laughs> figure. Just going. Now, I'm, I'm curious about the idea that like school administrators are looking for a theme that will get the kids going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that must have been their thought. Mm hmm. I will say, if there's not a Disney Channel original movie called Dinosaur Prom, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, man. <laughs> wait, wait a second. There's, that sounds like it's got to be a show about right? this. Uh, I don't want to translate this into German. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just look up DP. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's an episode of Glee. Oh. Dinosaur Prom. It's called Promosaurus. <laughs> Oof. Okay, uh, no. I definitely had no. my prom before that episode aired, and I'm going to sue them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should. So they have the song Dinosaur by Kesha, and so that's why it's oh. that. But also mm. they do prom, and they take pictures with a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, so, Morgan, I'm sorry. Your idea has happened. Eh, I don't think it has. Okay, I don't. I don't think Glee exists. So <laughs> that's quite a valid statement. But also, <laughs> uh, given that you know we have stated here at Baywatch Rookie School that we want to write uh, erotic Baywatch fan fiction just to appease mm -hmm. our fans, can we also write erotic Baywatch dinosaur prom fan fiction? Absolutely. Hell yeah! I don't Absolutely. think we can avoid it. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't even have to be erotic. It just needs to be a dinosaur prom. And it doesn't even have to be Baywatch. It's just a dinosaur prom. Here's what I'm going to say. So in a previous episode, we mentioned that we were holding a contest where if you wanted to join our Baywatch dating service, we would send you a free love sync button. Yes. I'd like to amend that contest to say that if you write uh, erotic dinosaur prom Baywatch fan fiction, I will also send you a love sync button. <laughs> Wait, um, what do you mean? Because you were already going to be the one sending it. <laughs> so you're going to send another one? No, I'm just saying, like, listen, I want I want our fans to feel like they're part of the community, and I want them to contribute with their own erotic dinosaur prom Baywatch fan fiction. So because Helen probably doesn't know about the lovesick button, <laughs> let's, again, in another episode here, Morgan, can you please explain the lovesync button to Helen? Yeah, absolutely. So the love sync button is the dumbest Kickstarter project that I've ever whoa, seen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't call it the dumbest. It's the greatest. It's it's two buttons that uh, connect via Bluetooth. And uh, you put one on one side of the bed and one on the other side. Uh, and if one person presses it, nothing happens. But if both pers people press it, 
it turns green, and then you know that you're both horny instead of talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) And they very handily provide a graph on their website, uh, which has two axes. Uh, One is it... It's the weirdest graph, and I struggle to even describe it because it makes no sense. But basically, the top left area is the horny zone, and the bottom right is the, like, normal zone. And it has a label saying sex happens here on the horny zone. But then with love sync, the middle becomes the love sync zone. And here, I just uploaded it into our chat. (laughs) Yes, Um this is nonsense, <laughs> and I'm endlessly fascinated by No it. sex here! <laughs> you can't have sex when it's cold! <laughs> Where sex happens today! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, they used to call me Love Sync. Because <laughs> I'm just a, a gaping maw for affection and never-ending. <laughs> um... But yeah, oh, uh, hor- horny horny synchronicity sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and that's my favorite that, police song. <laughs> <laughs> given that you know we are such good people, this is why mm-hmm. we are offering the love sync button to people, and no one is taking us up on it. I guess because everyone's already in the love sync zone <laughs> because they have their love syncs already. <laughs> I mean, how has anyone ever had sex without it? I don't know. There's no sex here. That's it says so clearly on the graph. Yeah. 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 I mean, clearly they, they cut out the love sync part of this episode where the sex happens, but you know it's gotta be there. Oh I mean yeah, yeah I mean there's a nip slip, but that's not sex, you know. <laughs> um I think I missed that. It's, it, it's in the, uh, the 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 hot tub with bubbles. Thing. Oh yeah, I didn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like this might be the first Baywatch episode I watch more than once. Oh, <laughs> yay! Very watch. Um, mm-hmm. Um, next up in the episode, um, Mitch goes to talk to Connor the cop, and I was surprised that we don't have Garner this episode at all, yeah. but I guess he was just busy doing something else. Garner is like a beat cop, and this is a detective, I guess. I guess. Um, but yeah, he tells the cop about Allison and what happened, and then they both do some really disgusting banter about how pretty Allison is, um, and it did make me uncomfortable. But it um, does explain why everyone in the show does CPR badly, because they're true. all like... You gave the mouth to mouth, and that is hot. And no, no, it, it's not. Yeah, yeah that yeah. made me real uncomfortable, especially after oh, yeah. watching the one guy give mouth to mouth to the corpse. Like mm-hmm. real. Yep. Oh man, I was standing at attention there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I am dead in all those you know, days where I decide to be dead, nothing gets me going more than a little mouth to mouth. I've never felt more alive. <laughs> Very Neil Breen. I can't believe he committed suicide. He's never done this before. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Mouth to mouth is how you get the love sync zone to expand. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's somehow dirtier than anything in the actual love sync material. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, this scene wraps up when Eddie comes in and says, hey, I don't think that our guy died in the car crash. I think he was already dead. Um, And then we get a really long shot of Allison's butt as Mitch (laughs) slowly approaches to talk to her. It's Um, a great outfit, though. Great outfit. It is a great outfit, but it was just it was the most like posed butt shot I think I've ever seen on this show, which is saying something. Yeah. Good job, Um, Baywatch, or bad job, Baywatch. I can't even tell anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, Allison and Mitch flirt for a little bit, and Eddie and Shawnee watch them through the window and comment on how hot they both are. Um, And then Mitch decides to give her a ride home, but a guy from the chase is watching them, and I never learned his name, so I do just call him Chase Guy throughout my notes this entire episode. He's Drew Lawrence. He's the Nightman. Ah. So you should just call him Nightman. (laughs) (laughs) So this would be a lot better, I think, somehow of an episode if he wasn't actually Nightman, so you, like, flew around and shot laser beams at (laughs) Mitch, and he had to, like, get a sword and, like, block the laser beams oh that would have been really cool oh i would have loved that yeah instead of just looking like an 80s bully in an 80s car (laughs) yeah which has its own intimidation factor but like come on this is like 1991 like we've moved on we've since moved on from the need of the 80s we don't need the 80s anymore other than (laughs) everything is still shot like it's the 80s Yeah, I think if he had had lasers, this episode would have gone from being horny and boring to horny and interesting, which would have been a pleasant change. But, you know, what you gonna do? Um, Yeah, this scene basically wraps up with Allison flirting with Mitch some more to try and get him to protect her. And then Chase Guy follows them and they go to a giant mansion and she's like, oh, I definitely don't own this. Um... And Mitch is like, holy shit, this is a giant ass mansion. Um, Did you hear what she says? Who owns something about an investor owns it or something? An investor who's on a a photo, like a photo trip of the safari. Yeah. What? I like pictures of Pilates. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And here we have uh, Joseph Pilates in his natural habitat. (laughs) This is the the predecessor to Pokemon Snap. Oh, (laughs) Joseph Snap. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do like this line because it's so unnecessary for them to have written this in. Because you could have just accepted that a woman owns this house because she was in it earlier. And she's yeah. rich because she goes into business for herself and she's a con woman. So she just has a lot of money. And you could have just said, oh, yeah, this is my house. I make I make good money from my job. No, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's some dude who's like taking pictures of animals and he owns it. And I'm here. It's kind of like an Airbnb situation, except I, you know, have sex with people and then murder them in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my rating isn't super high. <laughs> oh my god but yeah once uh once she brings mitch inside and tells him to get comfortable she goes upstairs to call the cops on chase guy 
and Mitch goes out to the pool. I assumed when she started talking to the cops that she was going to, like, call the cops on Mitch and be like, he broke in and right. do some sort of scam on him. But nope. Thankfully, that's not what happens. Um, but yeah, Mitch goes and hangs out by the pool for a minute. And then she changes into a dress and her and Mitch flirt a lot. And then they go sit by the pool and flirt a lot. And then Mitch is like, I can't do this. I know how it's going to end, which is an important line that they're setting up for later in the episode. Um, and then they make out for wait, a long time. Wait, 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 wait. We need to mm-hmm. address some a few important things in here. One, for plot sure. reasons, and two, for what the fuck reasons. One, <laughs> one she has a boat. Its name is Obsession. Yes. Two, Mitch is a lifeguard because he loves his job. And three, they have this part where they say, what do they say in China? You save my life so oh, you belong to me or I belong yeah. to you. And Mitch says, it's you belong to me. Now, I did some research and I don't think they're thinking of China. I think, <laughs> I think they're thinking of you Car- think I think they're thinking of Carly Simon. Uh, China, or <laughs> common mistake. Yeah, or maybe it's like pro wrestler China said this, and it just stuck. maybe. Maybe it's Carly Simon and China together in an interview. I don't know, but they don't say this in China. Yeah, I was very confused. And as soon as they said, as they say in China, I was expecting it to get significantly more racist than it did. Um, because last time they even vaguely referenced China, uh, it was Mitch doing the stereotypical 90s white yes. guy imitating an Asian accent. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you, and saying fake Chinese proverbs. So well, that was cool and fun. Luckily, Morgan, there's, it's automatically not racist if you say if you if you claim a place says something and then you immediately forget what it is they say. You just make it up. <laughs> Not yeah. racist at all. <laughs> to be clear, I'm not saying that this exchange was not racist. No, just no, no, that I, I was expecting a lot worse. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Th- from 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 1991. Yeah, yeah. This show yeah. could get a lot more racist, and it has, and has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, hopefully, from everything I know, this show is going to get less racist and better next season. Like the moment Pam Anderson comes in, this show just improves for some reason. I, I will say I was so sad this, to realize it wasn't a Pam Anderson season. Oh, don't yeah. worry. You'll be back. You'll yeah. be oh, yeah. Back. There's also five <laughs> seasons of Pam Anderson. So, wow. like, you'll be, you'll be, yeah. I know, right? And you'll be, you'll be back. So, don't worry. You'll get, you'll, you'll upgrade from Shannon Tweed <laughs> to Pam Anderson. <laughs> oh, there's no better than Shannon Tweed, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the, the greatest actress to have ever lived. Eat your heart out, Meryl Streep. Shannon Tweed is here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can I ask you both an important question? Absolutely. No. Now, what (laughs) the the shot framing and the costuming, did you draw attention to her hard nipples in the red dress, or am I just a perv? (laughs) The red dress? You mean the blue dress? Was it blue? I was picturing red. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm full of blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I genuinely, I gotta say, I didn't notice. Now, to be fair, I was watching the episode in roughly 240p on a uh, 27-inch monitor, so mostly what I saw was vaguely colorful squares. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I I notice a lot of cleavage, but I did not notice any um any of uh, the nipple, as they say. Ah, well, I mean, obviously, I was just as a feminist, I was looking for like evidence of the male gaze and wanted to, you know, be angry. So. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. not, nothing. Never mind. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have just pulled up uh, the episode and yeah, no, I see exactly what you mean. Um, <laughs> look, I, yeah, there's uh, there's not a lot of material uh, in the top of her dress. Look, I have to apologize <laughs> for uh, my nipple erasure agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to women everywhere. Uh, free the nipple. Um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. She she does like just in the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Speaking of the next scene, uh, now we get the world's horniest montage, which uh, is very different in our two versions. Yes. Oh. So in the original, in the original, we get some genuinely very erotic '90s hip hop. Uh, that's just like smooth and funky. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this totally makes sense. Um, and I've I've heard a little bit of the music that goes on under the remaster because I was curious. Um, but I'll I'll let one of you two describe the music that you get under this montage. If, if oh, I may. Yeah, um, please. Is this please. is this the Soy Libre Para Siempre song? <laughs> yes, <Yep>. yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, that sure happened. <laughs> the Spanish oh, yeah. language song, Soy Libre Para Siempre, which means I am free forever. Um, <coughs> as they make out in various rooms and in various different kinds of, like, undergarment. <laughs> and in various different make-out positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know who has the time to light that many candles when you're already that horny. Look, but no, I, no, 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 no. It's not, it's, it's. It's not candles. It's close encounters of the third kind. Remember, oh, they just yeah. have lights that just appear and shoot out. Oh, yeah. The the one thing I did really appreciate with this montage is that the um, the first like two sequences with them in the hot tub and then them in the pool was exactly mirroring the opening, yep. which I actually thought was really cool and did yep. actually make me a little bit scared for like, yes. yep. Ooh, is she going to murder him? Like I was- that was again like. What I was talking about earlier. Yep, he's going to die midway uh, through season two. (laughs) The rest of the show is just the ghost of David Hasselhoff. I didn't think he was going to die, but I thought it was going to be a lot more, like, intense than it ended up being. But it's, it's, again, it's where I think the the production design and, like, they actually put so much more thought into this episode than any other, it feels like. What if the rest of the show was, it's supposed to be Mitch Buchanan, was actually Shannon Tweed wearing a skin suit of Buchanan. I would watch that. I would watch that. That sounds like I think a I'm deep. a Shannon Tweed fan. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, but no, she even wears the same swimsuit. Like, So I was like shouting yeah. at the screen like, no, that's her murder swimsuit. That's her murder <laughs> jacuzzi. <laughs> Get out of there, man. So this, this scene is, is oddly... Uh, uh, unlike the other montage we have in this episode, which I do yeah. have the lyrics transcribed to for later, nice. um, this one they didn't transcribe them probably because it's in Spanish. Uh, mm-hmm. And as yeah, as Helen said, it's a lot of like your love makes you free, my love is forever, my heart is free, I'm free, um, and it's by uh, J.R. Richards. And J.R. Richards was um, the 
was he's done a few songs uh, for us in the show before uh, that were all just like not at all this style. So he did the song where Mamo at the beginning of this season like walks around and it's like, here's all the gang members and here's what my gang life is about. And I'll, I'll I'm an angel and I'll be free someday. And it's like, is he going to die? Like, what, <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah. So it's the same guy who did that song does this song. Uh, it's. I, I like this better than the idea of sensual 90s hip hop personally. Uh, really? I, yeah, I, I, I give I think this is a 10 out of 10. Like song hmm. scene, it's pure schmaltz. The lyrics are horrid. It's yeah, it's, it was. Are, it's very like David Hasselhoff making out to someone in like a gossiper oh, kind yeah. of dress. Oh, it's very Shannon Tweed in an erotic thriller, as it uh, is. in the same way. It's <laughs> it's amazing. It's pure bliss. I ascended to a higher plane of existence <laughs> watching this. Is uh, that what you did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was eating a. I was. I was eating a spinach salad. It had uh, it had tangerines in it, uh, walnuts, and a mango uh, sal- uh, mango salad dressing. And I was Ooh. like, "Wow, I was not ready for the mango while watching this scene." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, but did we find it sexy? Is this a sexy oh, yeah. sex montage? Absolutely. Uh, the scene like nineties sexy or twenty twenty one sexy. I just mean personally to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the the sequence in particular of the two of them in front of the fireplace as they, like, centrally take each other's towels off. I mean, it's a good scene. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. It's funny <laughs> when you describe it, but I agree. I, yeah. I, I think I was, like, so in my head and worried for Mitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, go for the hot girl you didn't have chemistry with. This is going to end badly, Mitch. <laughs> Yeah, at worst, what she's going to do is she's going to give you a bad kiss. This woman's going to, like, stab you in your ding-dong or something. I don't know. Okay, but speaking of bad kisses, there was, like, this one sequence in the montage where I think he's laying back and she's on his chest a little bit. And she, like, turns her face slightly towards him. And he just, like, goldfish mouths over to her. And just like hoovers her face. This this is David Hasselhoff's signature kissing style in this wow. show. He does this all the time. Yes. And it's always deeply upsetting to watch. Wow. <laughs> like, and he's talking about mouth to mouth not being sexy, but like I could I could beat it to the resuscitation scene. I could beat it to this. <laughs> <laughs> you see, so maybe oh. Mitch has decided that he needed to transfer his skills from CPR to the bedroom. And mm. so for that, he's like, I need to make you know clear suction and, uh, you know, breathe the life out of them, I guess, as they yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Sucking out their souls. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, I there was going to be like a, a, a troll toll joke in here, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's a it's an enjoyable montage. I got to say it is. Um, but but mm-hmm. the, the montage ends with them in bed and immediately cuts to a huge loud bang noise, which <laughs> yeah. made me jump out of my seat because I was not expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> So what's interesting is actually in the original, there's 
a few more scenes before that loud noise. Oh, just short ones. But it's we see the chase guy like breaking into the house with a lockpick. And then we get another shot of the two of them in bed. And then we go back to chase guy who has knocked over a lamp or no, we get those scenes. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Oh, okay. We saw that. Literally what happens is they're in bed and then the music swells immediately as he's outside walking around. Mm-hmm. So you get this loud bang because the music has to come in immediately and they didn't want to oh. like fade the music in. So it gotcha. just comes in like it clips the audio right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they managed a smoother uh, audio design, I think, in the original. Uh, okay, well, uh, Amazon, <laughs> you know how to do this. Why are you doing this? Yeah, Amazon, a, a company that famously has done nothing wrong ever <laughs> with audio. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so Allison is is awoken by Chase Guy. I forget what he does, knocks over a lamp or something like that. Yep. Um, and so she wakes up Mitch and tells him to go investigate. And then we get the world's longest, least <laughs> tense scene. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. long. Mitch just like slowly sidesteps throughout this entire giant mansion, looking around corners while nothing happens yep. for a long time. It's it's and so funny because at one point, so he's walking around, you're like, Okay, he's going to see something. And you're like, nope, he's just finished getting to the stairs upstairs. Now you have to get him going downstairs. Okay, okay. Now he's going to see somebody. Nope, he has to get to this room. Okay, no, he has to visit the kitchen. Okay. Oh, now he finally sees him. It's like, it it takes like a minute and a half to two minutes. It's so long. Yeah. This was the sequence actually where I still had both versions of it up and playing. And what's interesting, so you say it's long, the remaster cuts about 15 seconds from the original. Just every shot is about 5% longer in the original version. And guess what? It doesn't make the scene better. (laughs) You're kidding. (laughs) It's all those uh, tense shots of feet. You know, it's really... Oh, yeah. You know, there's nothing scarier to me than watching someone's stumbling foot. (laughs) I think because, like, they didn't have as much of the, like, beach running stuff as they would normally have in an episode of Baywatch, they had to do, like, shirtless Hasselhoff in a different context. (laughs) Just shoehorn the extra shirtless time. That's a good point. Yeah, they've got a, like, minimum shirtlessness quota they need to hit every episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the funny thing is, is usually, like, they're not going for the, like, the the beach running to kill time as much. They're going, like, a few episodes ago they did, how do we kill time? Well, let's have a three-minute scene of we drive these young Mexican gangsters around in a boat and then make them puke. And it's like, what were you going for here? Or they're like... How about more montage, like an additional montage of like, <laughs> here's Mitch Buchanan and Venice Beach. And there's a guy juggling and Mitch is like, what do I eat for lunch today? <laughs> uh, yeah. I love those scenes, actually. So I don't the know, dazzling life of a lifeguard. Oh, yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, eventually Mitch catches up to Chase Guy and just starts wrestling him and then Allison shows up and shoots the guy and she's like, Oh no, did I kill him? Um, and one of the things I 
genuinely found impressive about Shannon Tweed's acting in this episode, with one exception, is that there's a number of times where she does a really good job of playing it that Allison is a bad actor, not mm-hmm. Shannon Tweed, like yeah. which is such a difficult thing for an actor to do. I think in the last scene it breaks down and she actually yep. just doesn't know what to do. Um, but I think this section, like she does a really good job of of being, you know, really embodying Allison, who is not an actor and who is like trying to con her way through. Oh no, I killed that guy by accident. Right. Um, well, she's not by accident. I mean, she. She shot him right through the heart, but, yep. you know, it's right. not too late. She is giving love a bad name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I had, sorry, um, I had to do that one. <laughs> like, oh, she did. She did save Mitch's life, though. Like, bro was she about did. to kill our man. Like, yeah. But, but like, you know, it wasn't going to end well for him because he like very quietly whispered, I've never felt so alive. And then she shot him. <laughs> 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 Save me, Nightman. Save. <laughs> and I thought he had a bulletproof vest that allowed him to fly and shoot laser beams. He should be fine. Yeah, Just on. on the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Allison tells Mitch that this is her ex-husband who has been stalking her, and they don't ever really explain if this is true but mitch doesn't believe her and i definitely don't either i thought they explained that he was also a con man who was one of her business partners who then she wanted who was going to get the money with her or was going Uh, to take part in the money and then she drove away with the money yeah, uh, she's, she's trying to fish called Wanda him, and he's not allowing it. Yeah. See, I was thinking when they talk about that guy, I thought it was the first guy that they were talking about, but I guess it makes more sense if it's the second guy, the guy she just now killed. Yeah. Yeah. She, it would, she alternates between calling him her ex-husband and her husband, which yeah. then corrects <laughs> her on. So I'm not entirely sure of their true relationship. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea that you've just brought up, Morgan, of what if the first guy was the partner? And then so she makes a plan with him to steal his own money and then <laughs> kill him to then take the money and give back to his dead body. Well, it could be a thing where, like, he thinks they're working together, but she's actually just going to murder him and like work together know. for what? To take the money that he already has and give it back to him? I don't know. When when has Baywatch ever been well written before this episode? <laughs> uh, the episode about domestic abuse. That's true. That's true. That episode actually. was well written. Yeah, but yeah, um, Mitch is like, "Hey, we should call the police uh, because you just shot someone who broke into your house." And Allison's like, "What if we don't do that instead? <laughs> because he's my ex husband. He's my husband. He's my ex husband." Ooh. Um, and. Mitch is like, listen, I really got to call the police. And then we cut back to headquarters uh, where they finally got Allison's luggage out of her sunken car. And Eddie finds handcuffs in a suitcase. (gasps) Um, And because this is the 90s before kink was more mainstream, he assumes that it was for something nefarious. Um, Then then we get our second montage of Mitch and Allison out sailing on obsession Uh, and we get some real cheesy music while they make out and flirt and do the Titanic. Um, So 
in in my version, I do have the lyrics. I am mm-hmm. going to provide them because uh, I, Helen, I w- I do want you to read the lyrics for us. Uh, oh. But this is all that I wanted by Larry Antonino, who uh, oh. famously did the song where Eddie, after having what Oedipal wet dreams, can't stop imagining that every woman he sees is his hot mother figure. Right. Um, you know, that was truly, bad. Truly a highlight <laughs> of of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate this song personally. Um, I gave it a D. Uh, and I can totally see why someone else would love it, but I don't. I know I said the last song was good because it's schmaltzy, and this is the opposite. This one is bad because it's schmaltzy. Um, so, okay, let's see. Here are the lyrics. Helen, would you oh. would you care to read these lyrics to us? <clears throat> I am a professional poet, and I'm happy to do this. Yes. Ooh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just, just know it's all caps. <laughs> <I'm not gonna laughs> Look, that's directly ripped from Amazon. I'm not. I'm not going to try to infuse it with an all caps sense, but it is all caps. Okay. Okay. I've been waiting for this moment all of my life, and I want you to know the way I feel. Don't you know there's a fire burning inside of me? <laughs> so let's take on our fantasy tonight. You're all that I wanted. You're all that I need. I'll make that promise to stay faithfully. Faithfully. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a chance to take this love, let's make it tonight. Let all the fears in the past just drift away. Can't you see there's a storm still building inside of me? So let's make it our fantasy tonight. You're all that I wanted. You're all that I need. I'll make that promise to stay faithfully. You're all that I wanted. So won't you believe and stay with me. I've never felt so alive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this song has every single trope of 80s love songs in oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, it doesn't have every Baywatch song trope. Uh, you know, That's it's, true. Again, it doesn't once reference wanting to fuck your brother. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah, you know, uh, we have had an episode where there were two songs that yeah. very much implied they wanted to fuck their brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. W- what know. are you doing, Step Lifeguard? <laughs> <laughs> Step Lifeguard Senpai. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, look, if if there's wait, how have I not looked up if there Bay, if there's Baywatch hentai? So that's what I'm going to be doing today. God, I mean, it would make sense that the horniest episode of Baywatch yet would be our horniest episode of the podcast, but I was not expecting us to get here. Wait, 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 wait. I don't have my VPN on, so whatever. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of Baywatch porn parody. Sure. But uh, Baywatch hentai. Ah, well, I found one that's tagged Baywatch, (laughs) but it's actually Teen Titans. Um, Oh, no. that's not that's not it. Um, yeah, how are you possibly supposed to enjoy it with that mistagging? Come on. <laughs> oh, I have found something called Men's Ad- Penthouse Men's Adventure Comics. Uh, that's not hentai. <laughs> but okay, so this is this is safe for work. Do not worry. Okay, uh, I know because we're all at work and 
using yeah. more computers or something here. I do want you to see this picture here, this cover. <laughs> Sweet that you think I have a work. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, uh, oh, watch. Yeah, look at that. Wow. Um, but it does have some scenes of a very naked woman uh, strapped to a table like she's James Bond hmm. or something. And then they legit zap her. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and then a giant like she Tara, like she Hulk woman jumps out and shouts, have you got my pills? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, All right. Um, well, what is well, this well, like dinosaur guy on the. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering about that. When since when does Baywatch have kaiju in it? Like, <laughs> well, so maybe we just couldn't see it before. Mm. Yeah, you just have to believe hard enough in the Baywatch kaiju for it to appear for you. It's like the tooth fairy. So <laughs> the other thing I have found is um, there is a apparently significant crossover of Baywatch and the Smurfs. So, <laughs> if you want that. Um, I mean, there's Baywatch Smurf hentai, but there's not just great <laughs> Baywatch hentai. And uh, uh, no. maybe that's what we make next. Well, now I know that there's Baywatch Smurf hentai. So that's a thing yeah. that's going to be in my brain forever now. <laughs> like we need just pure, unadulterated, like Baywatch waifus. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that and of course, you got to then make Gargamel as well. Uh, oh God! I mean, Gar- Gargamel is my husbando, and um, he's my dirty, sexy lifeguard husbando. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a sad lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting us back on plot. Get us back so wait, on the so boat. <laughs> Before we get us truly back on to plot, sure. I have a question about the next scene here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is the same in the original. I don't know if Helen noticed this in, in the remaster either. Her hair color is like, so she goes from just straight blonde to dirty blonde slash redhead in this next scene. Am I crazy here? I did not notice that. Okay. It seemed very I, weird. I think I lightly perceived it, but it mostly seemed like a trick of the light sort of a situation. It it does seem like I, I did think maybe it's a trick of the light, but I I haven't seen like because it was so blonde before and then it's very dirty blonde. So I thought that was a bit odd. I think her hair color just changes the more evil she becomes, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like yeah. like witches. That's a trope, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look, I was a redhead as a kid, and I was uh, clearly a child of Satan. Uh, <laughs> and now, as not one, I'm clearly a, a man of God or oh, yeah. Yeah, I can shit see that. like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> me, the the man of... Yeah, that's definitely what I think of when I think of you, is, is man of God. Yes. <laughs> um... But yeah, this next scene is that they're back on shore and Mitch is just about to tell Allison that he loves her. And then she's like, no, don't, because I'm going to go sail away. And Mitch, you should come sail away with me. Sail Um, away, sail away. (laughs) Uh, But Mitch doesn't want to at first. But then Allison and Mitch go collect her luggage 
and they drive off in the truck. Well, Eddie watches and then she gets <laughs> on the boat and sails away. And I really thought Mitch was going to like last minute jump on the boat, but he does not yet. <laughs> I find it weird that Mitch at all considered being like, I'll go with you. M- Mitch, you have a kid. He's yeah. 10 or 11. Like, and you fought very hard to make sure that he lives with you and not in Ohio with his mom. So all of a sudden you're like, I mean, I do have a kid, but fuck him. I'm getting like, <laughs> I'm going south on obsession. Ooh. Oh, my God. South on obsession should totally be the name of like some like, <laughs> yeah, romantic series. Wait. Well, first, OK, one, the first one would be called Below Decks, because Ooh. that always yep. just feels vaguely like a euphemism. So to appeal to uh, Helen's uh, expertise here, I do think there should be a rom-com called South of Obsession. But I want you to tell me what it, it would be about. Um, I uh, have you seen all about Steve? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Does that hurt? Does that hurt this example? <laughs> no. Um, something called South of Obsession, I think of like a fanatically obsessed with somebody woman. <laughs> and that's sort of what All About Steve is about with Sandra Bullock chasing Bradley Cooper. But, oh, that ooh. one. Oh, God. Um, yeah. But that's not good. No. <laughs> um, I think it should mostly be a rom-com about Mitch and Allison. <laughs> And a briefcase full of money. So they should rename this episode from If Looks Could Kill to South of Obsession. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. No, that's fair. I accept that. May I say something controversial? No. Please. Now, we've already discussed Shannon Tweed's performance in this, and I think she's great. Obviously, we all love David Hasselhoff and have no objections to anything he ever does. Nope. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the premise is they have a lot of chemistry because, theoretically, Mitch wouldn't even be with her if they didn't. And Ed has remarked on the chemistry, like, a couple of times. Um, And they've had, like, a couple of montages of spending time, like, hoovering each other's faces. (laughs) And I don't think they have chemistry. No. Like, at all. Yeah. They don't seem genuinely into each other, really. Yeah, I I kind of agree. And honestly, I I think I kind of blame it on David Hasselhoff. Like, yeah. Shannon Tweed's given it her all. And I totally buy that she's into him, like even above and beyond just like trying to con him into protecting her and saving her from the cops. Like she does genuinely seem into him. And Mitch always just feels like he's got a little bit of a like detached like yeah watching at a at a reserve kind of thing there's an arm's length thing there yeah kind of fair to his character a little bit uh and we have seen women who he did get along really well with like there was hobie's teacher from season one who like he had great chemistry with and you're like wow this is really cute i root for them uh i think you know one of it one of it or one of the reasons could be you know he acted a certain way or David Hasselhoff did because it's just woman's going to be gone next episode. Mm. Right. Sure. So he's like, I, I don't, I don't want to play that up, which may be a legitimate thing you would do. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. It is David Hasselhoff's acting. That does seem 
off, which is also weird because we have said one of the most consistently or one of the things we most enjoy consistently is David Hasselhoff's acting in this show because he's actually yeah. quite a good actor. Yeah. I got to say, yeah. I do like him. I never watched Baywatch, but I did watch Knight Rider. And this made me just want to watch Knight Rider again. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do want to watch Knight Rider. That's the thing. Like, because mm-hmm. Morgan did a whole research paper, basically, not really, on, <laughs> on Knight Rider at the end of season one. And it sounded really cool. Uh, oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. It's like night man, but instead of a man, it's a rider. <laughs> so he rides the night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, Helen, Helen, now what if we say took Night Rider and Baywatch and mix them together and then put Hulk Hogan there? Would you watch that show? Um, that to me is Hulk Hogan yelling on a on a boat that talks back. Yes, you would obviously. Exactly yes, I would. I would. I would watch that <laughs> because that's what we're gonna do. Uh, not not this second because apparently we, we have to finish this episode. I guess, uh, but <laughs> one day we shall watch Trouble in Paradise. Oh yeah, again a show. I need I need to say this every time <laughs> I bring this up. Where he helps the South win the Civil War. Like that is yep. buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would say some like brother against brother in like a Hulk Hogan brother, brother way, but like brother, I brother. can't. I don't have that ability. Well, he he helps a Civil War reenactor. Sorry, I should have said that earlier. Oh, Civil War reenactor. Oh, who says you. he just wants the South to win once, <laughs> and that's why he helps Ooh. them win their Civil War reenactment. Still okay. not great. Yeah, Almost I worse. Live, I, I'm <laughs> a southerner. Really. I'm a southerner, <laughs> and I uh, I'm not snapping into that Slim Jim like. No. <laughs> no, that's Macho Man Randy said. I know it is. As soon as I started saying it, I was like, I wish, I wish we were talking about Macho Man, but we're not. I wish we were too. I wish we had the show where Macho Man Randy Savage drove a talking boat. And unfortunately, we will not get Macho Man Randy Savage in Baywatch until season six. Oh. <laughs> but we do get Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage in Baywatch. So, hallelujah. God. But it is the same episode as Hulk Hogan. So, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's when you call me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's see. We're, we're almost done with this episode. Just a few more quick scenes. One is that uh, our, our buddy Connor, the cop, shows up. To HQ and tells Mitch about how this guy didn't die from the car crash. And Eddie's like, yeah, he absorbed water too fast and it was full of chlorine. And Mitch is like, no, it can't be. I can't have been used by Allison. And I I can't believe it. And Eddie goes, can't believe it or don't want to believe it. And the show is <laughs> like, like sex can't be a power <laughs> dynamic. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, they they treat that line as so much more profound than the stupid cliche that it is. Then uh, we see a scene where Mitch and Eddie are on a boat waiting for Connor. And Mitch is like, hey, Eddie, you should go see why Connor's taking so long. Um, And so Eddie jumps off the boat to go find Connor. And Mitch takes off on the boat to go (laughs) find Allison. Um, (laughs) He starts catching up to her and then has a flashback. Of them in a horny montage. 
Um, <laughs> oh yeah, this, this is really weird because it's like he's sh- they only do one flashback, and it's just yeah. it's the same scene where she has the nip slip. Yeah. So it's yep. just him being like, "God, I know she's done wrong, but remember that one time we fucked in a hot tub." Yeah, that was pretty cool. Also, not safe to flashback and drive, I don't think. Yeah. Good thing there's a lifeguard coming. Everyone knows you're not supposed to drive horny. Yeah, doctors doctors advise only doing it a maximum of two times a day. (laughs) Yeah, he finally catches up to Allison's boat and uh, docks with her and uh, gets on board, if you know what I'm saying, uh, which no. is that he goes on to her boat. Oh, okay. um, literally. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to her boat. Whoa. <laughs> um, wowie, wowie, watch out. Oh, Baywatch hentai. Wow, wow, we wow. Hotsie, Yahtzee. Hachi, machi. <laughs> Um, Gabagoo! Yeah, they... Okay, sorry. Hubba, <laughs> <laughs> hubba. Uh, ding dong. Hello. Yep. Morgan, do you have any more? <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing here. Oh, come on. You're from New York. You should have like 70 million of these. Yeah, that's true. The problem is that this is a podcast, and the way uh, Italian-Americans flirt is all in the hands, so there's no good way to to translate it visually. I gotta, you know, or to translate it auditorially, I gotta be able to make all the right, uh, all the right hand gestures. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're cursed by this not being a vodcast. Oh. True, true. How do you even flirt when you can't hand someone two caramel lattes? <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely is too straight to exist. I'll tell you that. Wait, no, it's the opposite of that. Never mind. Um, so he's yeah, on her boat. <laughs> if you know what I mean. All day. But here's um, the important question, Morgan. Who's mm-hmm. on first? <laughs> Uh, I think that's Mitch, and also second, and also third, and also home. Um, <laughs> uh, because because he's here to flirt with Allison some more, and then she admits to everything, sort of, but then claims that dead guy handcuffed himself to commit suicide because she wouldn't marry him because she was having an affair. Um, no, he was and- having the affair, I think. He was married, and they had an affair. They were having right. an affair. Right. And she wouldn't leave her husband to be with him. And then he killed himself. No, no. He he wouldn't leave his wife. No, He wanted to leave his wife to marry her. Yeah. Get the wrong story. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she was single. He's married. He's having an affair by sleeping with Shannon Tweed. And then then Shannon Tweed won't marry him. Oh, I don't know. Her story is confusing. Um, It's not supposed to be true. Well, no, I get I get that. But this is the scene where just like Shannon Tweed's acting feels really bad. Um, I just I don't believe anything that happens in this sequence. And I don't know that that's her fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. The writing definitely suffers as well during this exchange. Um, But yeah, she uh, she gives this whole story and Mitch is like, no, that's not what happened. And so she pulls out a gun um, and then her acting gets even worse and another boat is about to catch up wait, to them. Wait, wait, wait. I want to read the important line. Oh, sure. Which she says, 
which is, what do you know about fear? What do you know about <laughs> being manipulated by people who want to control you? Uh, which Mitch, then Mitch says, I, I don't know about that. And it's like, yeah, what are you talking about? You're a lifeguard. You're afraid all the time. Like you save people <laughs> from dying and you're manipulated by like a billion people so far in this show. Like, True. you know everything about yeah. this. Oh, well, in response to the manipulation thing, he says, well, I know a lot more about that, like, now or something, because yeah. she manipulated him. And she's like, ooh, ow, that stings. <laughs> no, I do. And I appreciate, like, one thing I really liked about this moment for Allison, which is uh, there's not a lot to like about this moment for Allison. No. Yeah. But she says, I'm never going to let another man control my life. Hell yeah, yeah bitch, the sense do it. That this whole thing has been about just like getting free of men and their bullshit. And suddenly mm-hmm. I'm like, Fair. oh, you should marry her. <laughs> <laughs> you should go south on obsession. <laughs> Kill me, Allison. I'm here for you. <laughs> I, I, I did think, you know, all of a sudden I had that moment when she says that. I'm like, wait, is she the good guy? Here. <laughs> she's definitely not but like she's she's not but but when she says she doesn't want to let another man run her life i'm like but she is right she is a good guy. Uh, yeah. yeah she is and she isn't she's not but she is yeah it's definitely the most complexity we've ever gotten from an antagonist in a Baywatch mm. episode mm. it's between her and eddie's friend from season one i think there's a f- there's got to be a few others who were just forgetting, you know. I don't think so. I mean, maybe, but this isn't even that complex. It's like she says no. one sentence, and you're just like, well, "Okay, sure." I, yeah. as a leftist, appreciate this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, it's not a high bar. No, and she could, she, like, she could be lying also because she spun that fiction about Chase guy being like her husband who wanted to kill her. And yeah. so, like she's on the run from this abusive relationship and the thing she says there could just be playing into that fiction. Um, right. So she actually does want another man to run her life. <laughs> and I do think she likes Mitch like genuinely like yeah. used him. Sure. But also like wanted to be with him, I think. Yeah. yeah. She, she does appreciate how every now and then this man will shot back her face. Yeah, like I'll, I'll I'll give her this. She doesn't shoot him, and she have so. <laughs> wow, so she yeah. must that's like him, really, right? That's a really high bar for Helen, who has murdered you know many people. <laughs> yeah, if I yeah, didn't the, kill you, I might be into you. <laughs> the the sequence where she has the gun pointed at Mitch and he's talking her out of shooting him and she like goes to pull the trigger but then can't at the last minute uh, wasn't it wasn't good it's no. so contrived and he's yeah. so he's so you won't do it when he can't know that this woman is clearly unhinged right and yeah. like you've already almost died like once in the last 48 hours like don't mm-hmm. don't be a hero even though you're literally the hero He's super sarcastic the whole time to her, which notably is a good thing to do when you're in like a confrontation with a gun. Just neg this (laughs) person until they give up. That will work. Yeah. I mean, I would argue he's in a confrontation with Allison, not with the gun, but I agree. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not Allison that would kill him right now. It's the gun. That's true. That's true. Right. Um, So he should 
clearly neg the gun. <laughs> you're, you're not you're your bullets aren't even big enough. <laughs> I guess he knows because he hasn't remarked on how alive he feels that he's probably safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Before you die, you just got to go. Mm-hmm. I'm so alive. Or like, I think back when uh, when uh, Jill died, you know, in season one, that before getting eaten by that shark, she was just like. I love being a lifeguard. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh shit, she died. It was her. She was like, I really love reading Wuthering Heights and being a lifeguard. And then she died <laughs> and didn't get to finish reading Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Oh. The real tragedy of Baywatch. Yeah. You know, number one you anime just have betrayal. to listen to the Kate Bush song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, though the Kate Bush song doesn't describe the plot of Wuthering Heights, I don't think. Well, if you're dead, you're not really going to know the difference, are you? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um. <laughs> More importantly, she asked Mitch, do I still belong to you, Mitch? Oh, God. And he says, yeah. no, which is actually the number one anime betrayal. Um, and that was so vicious and then he looks at the detective and says you belong belong to him him. and i'm like i don't i don't think you know somewhere somewhere in china carly simon is going for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah and then the only two remaining things so yeah basically eddie and connor show up they arrest allison and allison goes is this how you thought it would end? And Mitch is like, no. And it it actually did make me laugh. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, that was a decently executed callback. Yeah. Um, and then Eddie opens up the big metal case and it's full of cash. And him and Mitch are like, oh, this is why everything happened. And then they drive off and just leave Allison's boat in the middle of the ocean. Yep. And the episode ends. <laughs> yeah. And I presume they go to Vegas with the cash, whatever. So yeah, like exactly. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's if looks could kill. So, this brings us to ratings time. So, mm-hmm. uh, as you may all know by now, our rating system is scale of one to ten. With one is ruining your food so bad that the smoke alarm goes off, and ten mm-hmm. is getting your boy toy David House off to talk to you about Wuthering Heights. Uh, before we ask for your ratings, I'd like to give you IMDb user Sandcrab Seven Two Two's rating. <laughs> Uh, which he gives it a five out of ten stars. His okay. review is titled "Amazing but Frumpy," uh, <laughs> and he says, "Hire Shannon Tweed, then put her in the dumbest, frumpiest outfits imaginable. Shake what? my damn head, head over heels for a cold-blooded killer. Mitch is off the rails and somehow skates by unbludgeoned. Mitch magic again." <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. What was what was his name? The the reviewer. Oh, Sandcrab Seven Two Two. All right, Sandcrab722, we got to talk. <laughs> like, yeah. the best thing about the entire fourth act of that episode was Shannon Tweed's cropped sweater and, like, gray pencil slacks. Yeah. will not hear any different. And you know what? I'm writing my congressperson about this. <laughs> I'm furious. You know, at, at Baywatch Rookie School, we're huge fans for some weird reason of sweaters on the beach because this show <laughs> yes. has told us that that's what you're supposed to wear is a mm-hmm. sweater. 
when you go to the beach. And she's living by the rule, wearing a sweater that is also hot and horny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty much the ideal Baywatch outfit. Yeah. yeah. It's got the twist in the front, so it, it you know, it shapes the boobs. It's like a pretzel. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to <laughs> eat it. <laughs> That's weird. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> Morgan, how about you first? What is your yeah. thing? So, I did not have super high hopes going into this episode. Um, and I gotta say, actually, I was surprisingly impressed by this episode. I think it definitely dragged at times. Like, yes. there were some scenes that they easily could have cut. We wouldn't have lost anything. Um, but overall, I actually pretty much enjoyed this episode and you know maybe it's because we've just watched 10 episodes of just like uh racist sexist shitty garbage Mm -hmm. um and so it's just a relief to have anything that felt watchable um but overall i think i am going to give this episode a seven um and i am going to call a seven the experience of um being getting hot and heavy with someone who you're very attracted to and you're just about to go have sex in a bath uh, when you realize that you just don't have 400 candles lit, lit yet. And so the <laughs> two of you just have to take a break to light 400 candles. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That's uh, that's amazing, especially yeah. given all the twos and ones and zeros that we've been yeah. recently. Yeah. Uh, Helen, what about you? Um, I want to call out one thing that I made note of. Um, Please. What is uh, Erica Alaniac's character's name? Shawnee. Shawnee. She says five words in the entire episode. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I was upset. I was, I was yeah, a little As upset. are we, because this is the least she's spoken in any episode, I think, of this show yet. Okay, yeah, that's a relief because like, she's normally a fairly major character. Good. Yeah. OK, because I don't watch Baywatch. And like all I knew to expect was like what the like cultural osmosis has taught me. Totally. And generally, it just was not as Baywatchy as I expected an episode of Baywatch to be. So uh, I was honestly little... a lot of this show so far is not actually as Baywatch as everyone <laughs> thinks Baywatch is. <laughs> so I was surprised by it. As we've discussed, I loved Shannon Tweed in this. Um, this is the sort of plot I can really sink my teeth into. Um, <laughs> and I just think the show is a little bit too self-serious. Um, <laughs> but I would give this episode uh, a good six. Um, what would you describe a six as? Uh, I would describe a six as um, you're looking through uh, a woman's suitcase and you're not sure you're going to find any evidence of wrongdoing. And then you suddenly feel something cold underneath her underwear and you grab it in handcuffs <laughs> and you knew that maybe you were right. But also it doesn't really prove anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig it. How about you, Michael? What's your what's your rating for this one? Um, you know, it was really shocking for it to be watchable. Uh, I guess it's <laughs> a good way to say it. Uh, there were a lot of things I liked about this besides just the fact that it was more coherent. I think I texted you this, Morgan. It, it's much more concise in yeah. terms of the way it, it flows. Additionally, the uh, the shot design was 
much different for this episode uh, in a way yeah. that made it, I mean, it fit the theme of it being schlocky, and I, I really dug that. The audio design did not hold up, though, hmm. uh, in that regard. Um, it seemed to just be all over the place in terms of mixing, and i that's me being very, you know, much more particular than I need to be. Mm-hmm. But it did kind of try to create this mood so hard with the shot composition that the audio part of it made me got kind of taken out of it a little bit. But it's still really good uh, for Baywatch. And so I'm going to give it a seven. And I'm going to say a seven is, have you heard the story about, this is going to be a tangent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you heard the story about the German man who thought Maine was San Francisco? What? Okay. No. So, so there's this guy in the 70s who came from Germany and he was going to go to San Francisco. He worked for a brewery and he didn't speak much English. So he gets on the plane and they stop in Bangor, Maine. And the the stewardess says, I hope you enjoy San Francisco, to which he assumed meant I'm in San Francisco. So he gets out in Bangor, Maine and is trying to find the Golden Gate Bridge and is just walking around and he finds a Chinatown there and is like, oh, yeah, this is the San Francisco Chinatown. And he oh doesn't God. really know Chinese food that well. So he's like, oh, yes, this is probably accurate. So eventually he gets really confused and he ends up at a German bar and he's talking about this thing. And there's some dudes who speak German there. And they're like, no, you're on the wrong side of the country. And he's like, oh, OK. So he gets in a in a taxi and says San Francisco. And they're like, no. So this makes the news there and they love him. They give him a key to the city. They give him one acre of land, which he has to pay tax on. Uh, They have like ribbon cutting ceremonies, all of these things. What? So it makes the news. And eventually the city of San Francisco finds out and offers to fly him out from Bangor. So he goes from Bangor to San Francisco and again, they give him the key to the city in San Francisco. He gets to go view, uh, you know, places he wanted to. And he made this statement in the San Francisco press or to the San Francisco press saying, um, you know, some people call themselves like a Berliner. I'm from Berlin. Well, I'm a Bangor because uh, I like Bangor better than San Francisco. Uh, they were much nicer there uh, and there were more trees. <laughs> so so he, he goes back to Berlin. Now, what happens when he goes back to Berlin is uh, he lost his job because he was away for an entire month and he was photographed drinking their competitor's beer. So (laughs) then he's like, well, screw this. I'm going to go back to Bangor. So he goes back to Bangor and it's like a year later and everyone forgot about him. They stopped caring and he tried. He's like, hey, look at me. I'm the guy with the key to the city. I, you know, I have land here. And they're like, cool, whatever, dude. A seal was born at the zoo. And that's what we're interested in now. <laughs> so he's like, well, fuck this. Nobody likes it anymore. So he flies back to Berlin. He never visits America again. But he still had to pay taxes on the one acre of land in Maine that they gave him. <laughs> so I say a seven is... <laughs> Is thinking you're going to San Francisco, ending up in Bangor, Maine, and thinking, wow, I really enjoy it here. And then also realizing that you weren't actually in San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge isn't here, and the Chinatown isn't as good. 
but you do like it better because there's trees. Yeah, that's my reading. Now, (laughs) now, let's talk about what happens next episode. Ooh, Uh, so the next episode is called the reunion. So haven't we already had an episode called the reunion? No, that's called reunion. This is the reunion. Ah, of course. (laughs) I'm not even joking here. I I thought the same thing. Uh, and apparently Baywatch was like, the the is important. Uh, <laughs> not even the band, the the. It's the yeah. the in the reunion. <laughs> no, sorry. That was the reunion. This is reunion. Sorry. Ah, yes. Of course. How could you possibly mistake those two, Michael? I'm very disappointed. Well, it, it creates very different episode links when I'm looking on IMDb, <laughs> <laughs> which is very unfortunate. So. First, we had the Baywatch wiki description, which is Mitch attends his high school reunion, rekindling an old flame with his ex-wife, Gail. Well, Eddie plays father for the day. Sounds a little horrible. Here's the IMDb description. Mitch reluctantly attends his 20 year high school reunion at West Palisades High School, where his ex-wife, Gail, is also in attendance and becomes acquainted with him for a trip down memory lane which is interrupted by an attempt to rescue an old nemesis buried. This sentence goes on forever to rescue an old nemesis buried out to his neck on the beach by two former geeks after a joke that goes wrong. Ellipsis. And a rising tide, which threatens to drown that guy. (laughs) That's one sentence. Meanwhile, Eddie finds an abandoned baby under his lifeguard tower with a (laughs) net to take care of the baby for 24 hours. And Shawnee has to be his coach to care for it the proper way. Oh, boy. Yeah, so um, that sounds buck wild. Not as necessarily as buck wild as this episode, which brings me to an important question. Helen, so this was your first time watching Baywatch. Mm-hmm. I do want to know, uh, you you touched on it a little bit before, uh, but this episode, I guess, didn't meet your expectations of what you thought Baywatch was. Is that correct? Right. I guess when you thought of what did you think you were going to see when you were when I asked you, hey, would you be a guest on our podcast? I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it was like 40 minutes of David Hasselhoff making out with someone. Yeah, uh, that's not normal. Yeah, I think I think I thought there would be more beach running. Um, I, I thought there'd be more red bathing suits, you know? Um, yeah. This was like plausibly a murder she wrote episode. Right. And yeah. maybe maybe you know I would like it better as a murder she wrote episode like whole montages of Jessica Fletcher making out with Shannon Tweed like that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. That sounds great. Um but yeah, this felt like a very se- self-serious um murder she wrote episode where also like they love cops. And <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I just expected there to be more beach generally. Yeah. So do you think this will make you want to watch more Baywatch? Uh, well, the fact that I guess this is kind of an outlier and not much like <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I guess in terms of cinematography, very different from, I guess, a lot of the rest of this season. Um, not really. Um, That's fair. Though I am, I am interested in um, 
Pamela Anderson's character, and like I'm interested in that whole thing. Oh, don't worry, you'll be back for that. <laughs> so it does make me want to watch Knight Rider again, but I don't know if I'll be revisiting Baywatch voluntarily. <laughs> that is fair. I mean, look, we have subjected ourselves to this as punishment for our crimes and misdeeds on this mortal mm-hmm. plane. You know, um, this is clearly uh, a, a pact we have made with Satan um, to spare us from being sent to the nether realms. And in turn, we have to watch Baywatch. Yeah, this uh, was one of those. I like Baywatch existed for like the whole first third of my life. Um, and if I was going to watch it at some point, I would have already. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you like, say that. But <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I, did, I mean, I did watch the episode and think to myself, someone should do a podcast about this. Show. <laughs> right. And that is us. Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two <laughs> men who've never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. But yeah, I think I think this was an interesting episode by Baywatch standards, at least. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad we were able to bring you on, Helen, and bring you on for an episode uh, that didn't suck, which has been a refreshing change. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was like weirdly a delight to watch. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. (laughs) It was funny because when you when I asked you about which episode you picked this one and someone else um, also picked this one after (gasps) you. Uh, So (laughs) two people wanted this episode and I was like, I got in there. Yeah, you did. You got there first. And I was really worried it was going to be a horrible episode. And this is our first good episode this season. So I mean, this is the start of a string of good episodes. Um, like a four wow. good episodes before it gets to like absolute shit Gilligan's Island rehash, <laughs> which I am actually excited for that one. I mean, they say it's the worst episode of Baywatch, but can it be worse than the racist episode? Yeah. Can it be worse than the episode from the first season where there's just like 25 minutes of slow-mo volleyball montage? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it can be. So I was really happy that you picked a good one because mm-hmm. uh, why would you subject yourself in this climate that we are in to watching horrible television? <laughs> I asked myself at night. <laughs> glad I could be here. Yeah, no, we're we're glad we could have you on. And it was it was great having you here before we wrap anything up. Do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Baywatch in general, you know, you'll be back on. So no need to spill all your (laughs) secrets yet. And that's a threat. That's a clear threat and warning. Um, Just that if anyone finds those pants she was wearing in that that final sequence, like I want to I want to buy them. Yeah, we'll uh, uh, we'll let you know if we get any tweets about them. <laughs> we'll we'll let you know one of our our Poshmark <laughs> research finds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was so great having you on. And uh, before before we get into the outro, is there anything you want to plug, Helen? Any oh. projects, Twitter account, anything like that? Podcasts. Oh. I have a whole podcast. Um, it is called Falling in Love Montage. I co-host with my sister Valerie, and we discuss chick flicks. Ooh. And, like, yeah, as far as this episode of Baywatch goes, it was a little bit chick flick tropey. So 
If you want to hear more about chick flick tropes and hear me make dumb jokes about stuff, uh, yeah, you can find us at fallinginlovemontage.com or, you know, on any podcatcher you're using, really. Totally. Right, yeah, and we'll include we'll include a link to your show in the show notes, of course. And that's a big recommend from me. Your your podcast is amazing. Uh, so uh, huge recommend. If anybody likes our shitty brand of humor, you're gonna love our <laughs> not shitty brand of humor. <laughs> Thank you. You're well, welcome. I can make a, a specific plug because sure. at the time of this recording, our most recent episode is on sixteen candles. Um, and Ooh. we are donating, um, oh no, I forgot the, the amount. Um, 500. Yes, we are donating. <laughs> I can't believe I knew it and I'm not, I'm not, okay, that's funny to me. What is it, what is it like, how much per episode was it though? Oh, I thought it was a buck. Per yeah, I think that's what it was. A dollar. Up to 500. Yes, a dollar per episode, um, to both um rain and um oh gosh i wish i st- i should have looked this up before i started <laughs> you can look it up right now we'll just edit I'm gonna it. look it up real quick yeah thank you no worries that's a t- um this this doesn't come out for about three weeks by the way but you're certainly welcome to plug all of this stuff and we can maybe like mention it on our twitter or something if it ends before that like gap thank you so much all right let me mm-hmm. oh, of course bad boy up my, I mean, I already got in my, uh, my, it's a listen, right? So we should probably say that it's like a listen yes. slash download. All right. So, um, yeah, if I can plug a specific episode, our April episode is on 16 candles and for every download slash listen, we get on that episode up to 500 of them. We are donating a dollar to both stop AAPI hate and rain.org, um, and that's a promise. Like, we will show our receipts awesome. once that's all sent. Um, so you don't got to subscribe if you don't want. But if you want to just do <laughs> episode, people who need it get money. So we'd love you to. That's great. Yeah, I, I hardly recommend that everyone go check out Helen's podcast. Thank you. But yeah, I think I think that brings us to the end of this podcast here. And so all that's left to say is thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I'm at Morgan P. Thrap. I'm at Snotsnit, S-N-O-T, S-N-I-T. Uh, we'll see you next week. And wait, 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 wait. And what is Helen at? Oh, yeah. Helen, do you want to <laughs> plug your Twitter? Oh, oh sure. <laughs> I, I'm rarely there, but I'm at Helen Herbst L on Twitter. All right. Yeah, we'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see y'all next week. And just remember, hips, lips, and fingertips. I've never felt more alive. <laughs> <laughs>